Welcome to Despirituality, part two of uh, really we're talking about why insecurity matters. And we're kind of trying to push into a, a lane where we're getting a, a lot of focus on emotion. And we think insecurity is a big part of that. You know, for me, uh, my name is Russ Yule. I'm joined by Nick Straw, Brian Nita and Ray Kim. Uh, for me, insecurity has been with me since my earliest memory. The feeling of being unattractive, unlikable, unwelcome, unimportant and unworthy. Uh, that truth has eluded me for the first 25 years of my life. It's, it, it just, I did not know. I knew I didn't feel good sometimes, but primarily I suppressed it. My only awareness was an insa- of it. My only awareness of the insecurity was I had this insatiable drive to achieve, this unrelenting hunger to win the crowd. And, but very deep below the surface of all that was a paralyzing fear of rejection. Insecurity for me was about not having an anchor in life. It wasn't about achievements. It was about not being anchored. In Psalm 139, in verse 13, the Bible says, For you shaped me inside and out. You knitted me together in my mother's womb long before I took my first breath. I will offer you my grateful heart, for I'm your unique creation, filled Mm. with wonder and awe. You've approached even the smallest details with excellence. Your works are wonderful. I carry this knowledge deep within my soul. The reason we're talking about insecurity today is we think there's a soul hunger in every single human being. And that soul hunger is to know that you are attractive, you are likable, you are welcome, you are important, and you are worthy. And that can't be achieved with the crowd, and that can't be achieved with any human being, because at every point, a human being will decide that we might not be attractive, we might not be likable, we might not be welcome, we might not be important, we may not be worthy. But God always considers us those things. So if you're driving in your car, if you're sitting at home, if you've had a hard day, if you feel a little discouraged, know this, that in this session, we're going to get a little deeper into insecurity and help you with a lot of the things that really bring us all down and make us all feel really discouraged. Because even when we're being victorious on the outside, the inside, I think Amy Grant had a song about it, it's raining. So, Ray, yep. you wanted to get us rolling in this section and kind of uh, push our discussion forward into some deeper areas. So why don't you why don't you take us there and, and take our audience there and and, 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 and that, that's driving around or, or putting away laundry or sitting down to eat a lunch with their headphones on? Yeah, when I was uh, reading um, this article, Deep Insecurity, uh, the thing that really resonated most was this whole the fear of rejection. I always thought it was more of I was very achievement-oriented, similar to what you're sharing, Russ. But, man, the fear of rejection, I thought, where did that come from? Um, and the 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 emotion that I had the hardest time, even, even now, that I don't like dealing with is anger, meaning if someone is angry with me. Um, growing up in our family, there was really, you know, there was either uh, silence or there was a lot of anger or moments of joy. And when I think about this that part about the fear of rejection, my biggest thing in life was I don't want anyone to be angry with me or reject me. So I thought if someone was upset or even if someone was in an engaging conversation, I automatically assume, uh, wow, that person must be angry with me. And then I would um, withdraw in relationships. I remember a scripture that really came to my mind that um, helped me was Psalm 30. In verse 5, it says, For his anger lasts only a moment, but his favor lasts a lifetime. Weeping may stay for the night, but rejoicing comes in the morning. When I felt secure, I said I will never be shaken. My biggest challenge was I thought if someone was angry with me, especially my home life, 
it would last for a, quite some time. It wasn't like next day I could start all fresh. And so I would constantly be holding on to all the ways I blew it, messed up, um, didn't measure up. And I would just carry that with me and everything. And even that right now, I still do that. Like it's, it's yeah, really. I still do what? I still carry with me all the ways I am um, uh, messing up, failing, um, more you know, the guilt of sin, uh, feeling ashamed of, oh, I had those kind of um, thoughts. I got angry at my kids. Uh, uh, I lusted here. How does that scripture help you with that? I think that the scripture that helped me with that was that even though I can hurt God in a moment with whether my sin is, mm-hmm. it gives me hope that he doesn't hold it over me if I would actually like, I can actually change. Yeah. A lot of a lot of the way I approach life or relationships is I think that whether it's God or people, they define me based on my most recent mess up or my most yeah, recent. Now, now let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. It's very cool. This is cool stuff, man. I love it. So let me ask you a question. Um, I think I said that three times now. Um, when I was growing up, I felt like my 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 sisters and mom were super emotional. Super emotional, right? And um, I was like, I got to get out of this house, right? Yeah. Fast forward many decades or a couple of decades, you know, my 20s. And I get married and Gail and I are at the house and I don't know what was going on. And I was like, oh, man, you're being super emotional. And what she helped me learn was she was not being emotional. She was not being super emotional. It was me. Right. And one of the things I've done is I've gone back and looked in my life at all the times where I thought someone was angry at me or someone was down on me. And I realized, you know what I realized, Brian? Hmm. That was my insecurity talking in my head and that no one was ever as angry at me as I thought they were. No one was ever as down on me. And that 99.999% of all the kids in high school weren't thinking about me. Right. I figured that out. And what it did, you know what it did, Nick? It changed the way I listened to people Uh. because I started realizing just because someone has emotion doesn't mean they're super emotional. Right. And just because someone disagrees with me doesn't mean they're angry. In fact, I could be wrong. There is that, right. poss- there is that possibility. <laughs> so what I'm wondering is I'm wondering, I'm just curious. We've never talked about this. Is there a possibility that, that some of that strong emotion you feel coming in in anger yeah. could be that it's coming from the outside, inside out right. instead of the outside in? I mean, I don't know your family and your parents, but I'm just saying that's what I learned about my life is I learned Absolutely. that so much of what was that I was p- projecting on to people yeah. had mm-hmm. to do with what was going on inside of me. I don't know. I mean, I, I latched on to what Ray was saying in terms of anger. Yeah. But it wasn't so much that I was aware of other people's anger. It was my own anger, uh-huh. and which came from insecurity. Yeah. And in that Bible discussion that we're talking about, First Samuel eighteen, eight. It says this song upset Saul, and he became very angry. Saul thought the woman gave David credit for killing tens of thousands of the enemy, and they give me credit for only thousands. Wow! And I look at that and I go, man. Uh, uh, and we talked about emotions our last podcast, and I talked about anxiety. But another big one that insecurity produced for me is anger. Anger because I'm not measuring up to people. Uh, well, and, well, and that said, it says because you're not getting credit. Not getting credit. So measuring up or credit? No. Well, I would say credit. Okay. Cre- well, I'd say both. You both. Cre- yeah. Why both. not go Deion Sanders? And I would say Look it, that up it, on YouTube it was, if you're older. I know we're telling stories about high school. It wasn't just high school. It, there was a. Uh, I'll tell you a story about 
um, being on staff and with a bunch of friends, and we went and played basketball one time. Okay. And we're playing basketball, <laughs> excuse me, and uh, one of my friends, right, he did a, a, a little pump fake, and then he did a crossover, and as he, in fact, I was Ray there. was there was, at that time. I remember that, man. <laughs> and uh, let me just say, the friend, the, the friend that, that, that shook me, that took it to the hoop and scored, yeah. he wasn't that in shape or that athletic, yeah. and man, everyone stopped. The game stopped. Everyone's on the ground rolling and laughing. <laughs> About how I just got took by the smallest, the slowest crossover in history, and I think Ray, you were actually the culprit there. You were laughing the most. He started at my oh, expense. He was trying to he get that. If you listen to episode Maybe. one, he was trying to get back to on the Star Wars thing. Yeah. He was that was that bitterness he had about that, being tricked by his friends. I think. It's, it's, it's and so he thought, I'll now. bully Brian. Absolutely. Okay. I, I got so, it now. So Ray, what now. you didn't understand after that, because no, no. at that time we were helping our friend who was a coach uh-huh. uh, at. at a middle school team. Okay. And I said, hey, you, you going to go to practice today? No, nah, I don't. I, I got to get back to work. I got to do these things. And I said, yeah. no, nah, you need to go to wrestling practice today. We oh, need to go help out. Okay. And I made sure he went to wrestling practice. I made sure we went around and I made sure I put him on his back. Yes. And, and you're the Mr. Uh, judo guy who almost went to Olympics. Yeah, right. something like that. <laughs> For reference. But For I, reference. Look, I look at that and I go, man, even in adulthood, I was so insecure and in being laughed at I that I had that. to do something in order to prove that, hey, I got something else on you. That I can be secure because, you know, I don't know, I'm better than you at wrestling. In the grand scheme of things of life, who really cares if someone's better than you at wrestling? But we're so insecure. Yeah, we, wrestling. We, we make reaches <laughs> at things to find security in. Yes, so, definitely. Anyways. I can relate to the, the the anger Ray was talking about earlier. Uh, I remember one time when I was like six. <laughs> Seriously, this I, I was when I was reflecting. I was kind of going back. When did my insecurity start? When I was looking at the the deep insecurity study on deep spirituality. And um, one thing I saw. I remember one time my dad got angry at me because he found found out something I did at a, a friend's house, and it was inappropriate. Me and another boy, we were little kids, but I remember my dad coming out and, and getting angry at me and saying, hey, n- never do that again, and, and yelling. And from then on, uh, I remember really wanting my dad's approval. And I think that I think one of the things that I learned from then on is I would always go to an authority figure or and eventually that that expanded into uh, coaches and it all, then it expanded beyond authority figures into girls liking me. I would always try to feed whatever insecurity I was feeling right. by people liking me or, or their approval. But the one thing um, until uh, it seemed like a, a couple years into uh, my marriage uh, – so this is, you know, decades later, is I never wanted to admit I was angry. I, I never wanted to admit I was angry. There's some other things, too. I, I've mentioned sprouting uh, in the last episode uh, pretty right. quick. Mm-hmm. Um, I was uh, I was kind of full grown at about 15 or 16. So I was always a big uh, eight-year-old. But we, we moved a lot, and we grew up in different neighborhoods. And I, I remember getting bullied and beat up, actually, when I was – you know, five by eight year olds when I was eight by 12 year olds, it was not a very good experience. So I would, I would run away from anger. But as a result, um, I think I was really, really insecure on the inside. But fast forward into even now, mm-hmm. I hate admitting when I'm angry. Why? Um, because kind of what, going back to what you were sharing earlier is I saw emotions as, as weakness. I saw emotions as not good. I saw everybody as too emotional, but I was basing all these 
all that fear of maybe getting angry back, uh, a backlash, or me being angry myself, it was all coming from um, not not wanting to admit that I was actually really emotional. And I was basing ah. on a, I was basing it on a few instances too. Literally, a hand, I mentioned them all. A handful of instances. <laughs> it wasn't like oh, this was like my life every day or every year. Even it was just a handful of instances. And I was afraid of of not being liked, and I was afraid of some some interactions that might happen that rarely ever happened. Um, but I think what we go through in life often determines um, the insecurity we have on the inside. And when we don't deal with that in a healthy way, we go to kind of random things, whether it be throwing people uh, in wrestling, <laughs> you know what I mean? Want to make up for it now or not want to admit what's really going on inside. Right. I am angry. Right. You, right. Um, mm. Or or we go to achievement on the outside. Um, these are all different things that I've gone to, but I was kind of seeing uh, that connection with the anger. You know, as, I, as, as we're talking together, one of the things that strikes me, because I've listened to not only my wife, but I've listened to a lot of different um, and read a lot of different books and and listened to women speakers. Brene Brown's one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the things that strikes me is that even as we're dealing with and talking about insecurity, it's not a comfortable subject, I think, for men. Definitely not. No, definitely not. Mm-mm. And I think that's because, you know, we've mentioned anger, right? We've talked about anger. Right. We've talked sure. about anger more than we've talked about love, hmm. huh. which is sort of interesting, interesting I think, yeah. right? Yeah. That, that, that we tend, and I think that the, 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 if, you're, if, if you're looking for, you know, at least in my experience, if you're looking and saying, okay, well, how do I, how do I deal with the insecurity in my life? Well, right. the Bible's pretty clear <laughs> that love is the way you deal with that. And I think in, in my life, I remember being more ambitious than angry. So, you know, I'm sure that if you talk to my parents, my sister, you say he's angry all the time. But I was always my solution for how I felt was let me go achieve something. Let me go win something. If I have the trophy, right. if I right. have if I win the game. So I, I, I laser focused on that um, and I hardened myself to emotion. So yeah. I, I, I decided emotion is too troublesome, uh, too out of control. And so I remember watching Star Trek and saying, I, I remember being hurt young, mm-hmm. seven years old or whatever, yeah. and saying, I will never feel again. Right, right. And just going, I'm not going to feel again. And so I just didn't allow myself to feel anything. I laser focused in on the goals that I had. And part with me, and, and we don't have time to talk about it in this whole episode, is, is it was the journey of understanding what it means to experience, to give, to explore what love actually talks about. And in our next episode, we'll try to get a little practical for some of you guys out there about what we're doing and what we've learned about how to conquer this insecurity. I love the stories and the talk we had this time, and we hope we can pick up really well in part three. We hope you enjoyed this episode and be sure to check out our website at deepspirituality.net and our YouTube channel called Deep Spirituality. If you enjoyed these episodes, don't hesitate to leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. We really appreciate it. And thanks for listening.